It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to this bonus podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant focusing on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. And that's just what we're going to be doing today. If you're listening for the first time, and I know a lot of you come along for the first time for these bonus sessions, uh, welcome. It's great to have you here. And please do check out our normal interview podcasts that come out every Monday evening UK time because they're packed full of great, interesting information. If you're one of our regular listeners, I hope you find these bonus podcast episodes useful. However many of my podcasts you've listened to, I'd love to get your feedback. Just message me on Twitter at Chloe underscore ECMP. This is a series of three bonus episodes called Customer Attraction Tips that presented by me, Chloe Thomas of E-Commerce Masterplan, and it's in association with Shopify. And it forms a key part of our 2016 campaign to help you focus on your customer and thus grow your business. You can find out about all of that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash the customer. So today is the first of our customer attraction tips series. And this series is all about customer attraction because this quarter we're focused on how you can get more potential unknown customers to your website and start that all important trust building conversation with them. And if you're unfamiliar with any of those terms, don't worry, we will be explaining them as we go through today. This time the topic is marketing you can use to get the attention of your potential customers. A bit of a long-winded title and in honour of that we'll be covering an awful lot today so make sure you get it all Um, and if you want a bit of help in that then you can get the full transcript for free. That's everything I've said written up into a PDF and you can sign up for that at the show notes page which is a blog back on the website and the show notes page for this episode is ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash bonus four so that's the word bonus and the number four. Um, And if you do that, then we're also going to send you the transcripts for the rest of this bonus series as they become available. I'm coming at everything in this three part series with the aim of helping you, someone working in a small, medium sized e-commerce business to attract more potential customers to your website and start that all important trust building conversation with them in order to eventually get the sale. In this podcast, I'm going to be focusing on why attraction is important and what it means. The importance of building trust in your conversations, including what I mean by conversations and some tips on what I mean by building trust. Um, And then we're going to go into the three categories of marketing you might want to consider, including some examples. And those three categories are shining a light on your business. Category two is targeting people who fit your customer demographic. And finally, category three is making sure they find you when they're looking for what you do. Hopefully all of those are a little bit what it doesn't, says on the tin, but um, but we'll cover those in more detail shortly. And then finally, we're going to finish off with how to work out where to start, which is, of course, as you'll know, if you listen to much of my content and read read my content, you will know I'm very keen on helping you work out where to start and putting together those sensible plans and not, not trying to bite off more than you can chew in the first instance. What I'm not going to be covering is SEO. Um, because that's a whole world of complexity. And I think if you do everything else right, then the SEO will come naturally. And I'm also not going to be covering content because we're going to be looking at that next time. Um, Our next episode in this bonus series is all about content. 
So a little warning before we start. Um, this advice is not designed for big enterprise businesses. So those big global national enterprises who are turning over many, many millions of pounds a year. However, you may well find it very useful. So if you work for one of those, please do still still continue listening. Um, and it's also coming from a geographically neutral perspective. Um, what that means is that I'm not um, I'm not going to dive into what's possible in different countries, what services available in different countries, what legal requirements you have in different countries around data, etc. So please do check any relevant legislation availability in your own target countries before diving in, because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. A big thank you to Shopify for being our first ever sponsor of the e-commerce master plan podcast. It's great to have them on board and it's an awesome platform. In fact, the most popular platform for our podcast guests. Their most recent development is the ability to showcase and sell your products directly on Facebook. As part of our relationship with Shopify, I'm able to offer you 15% off their fees. Just head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify to find out all about that very special master plan world only offer. Let's get on with it then. Why is attraction important and what does attraction mean? As I said, this quarter, our content is all about targeting your unknown potential customer. These are people for whom you don't have their details. They've never bought from you. They might not even know you exist. And we need to attract their attention and start a conversation with them that will build the trust necessary to get them to buy from you eventually. It can be quite a long process for someone to become sufficiently aware of you that they come to you to buy. So the more people we can get aware of you and attracted to you, then the bigger your business is going to get. Attraction in the practical sense is basically a category of marketing. It's marketing to these unknown potential customers. In the past, by which I mean maybe five two, ten years ago, um, we would have relied on what the industry referred to as above the line or brand awareness marketing tactics, large scale PR campaigns, billboards, TV, lots of very expensive, hard to track things in order to attract this unknown potential customer to your business. Nowadays, we've got many, many more ways to do it. And the good news is that many of these new ways require you to risk far less cash to test them. We're talking maybe you need to spend a couple of hundred quid to test them, not several tens of thousands of pounds. Why should you care about these unknown potential customers? Well, you know, you may be sat there thinking that they'll find you at some point, won't they, if we just carry on what we're doing? Well, yes, they might. But it's worth spending some time actually considering which bits of your marketing are being angled at them and making sure you're making the most of that. Um, a couple of points, you know, to help you understand why you need to be caring about these unknown potential customers. As a smaller e-commerce business, if you want to grow, you need to pull in new customers. Before someone can become a customer, they need to know who you are. Um, so you've got to do something to attract them to you and to make them aware of you. Secondly, if you want to run effective marketing activity, you need to understand who you're targeting each piece of marketing at and then evaluate it accordingly. Because depending on what you want the outcome of that marketing to be, that depends on how you're going to evaluate it. You know, if that's if it's about building, um, getting people to the website, then traffic is going to be the important part. If it's about driving sales, sales is the important part. So, for example, your email broadcasts, these are going out to people you know, people of whom you've got the email address of. Many of them will be past buyers and they trust you. They gave you an email and they may well have bought. So these people should have a high return or this, this marketing rather should have a high return and should bring you lots of sales. 
So you're going to be measuring your email broadcast against the volume of sales you get. However, an article in a magazine in your product niche, that's going to be read by people who probably don't know your business in the whole. um, And they're unlikely to read the article and jump straight on your website and place a massive order. So we have to measure this differently, looking for traffic, looking for email signups and that kind of thing. And we need to uh, we need to assume and set the targets for its profitability to be a lot lower than we would for an email broadcast. So our expectations change. So that's point number two, which is that of why we we care about the unknown potential customers and why we should be marketing to them is because we need to understand which bits of our marketing activity are targeted at them and then set the correct um, uh, levels of achievement for those to meet. Number three, then, is that um, general rough stats are that um, on average someone comes to your site maybe seven times before they start to buy. So you have to be thinking about the conversation with these unknown potential customers to keep them coming back, to keep building the trust and keep um, getting them involved with your business because it's going to take a while before they buy. So I've talked a lot about trust and conversations there. So what on earth do I mean by trust? And what do I mean by conversations? And why is this important? Quite fundamental pieces to to today's podcast content. Well, once you've got the attention of these unknown potential customers, what are you going to do to maximise their chances of buying from you? Well, you need to build trust with them because we don't give money to people we don't trust or businesses we don't trust, generally, anyway. Uh, And secondly... Um, you to build that trust, you've got to do it by starting a conversation with them. These are conversations you might not even realise you're having. So let me explain. To my mind, in this in this situation, a conversation is any series of interactions a customer, potential customer, human, let's call them, um, has with your business. It might be the conversation starts with what they read in a magazine. Then a few days later, they see an advert for you. They click and go to your website and read some pages, see some graphics. They leave, but you cookied them. So you send them your remarketing ads. Eventually, they pay attention to one of your like me ads on Facebook and they like your page. They then start regularly seeing your promoted post in their newsfeed and realise a couple of their friends are liking your content too. Oh, great. If they trust them, then I'll trust them a little bit more. A few weeks later, they see a very cool egg cup. Uh, I'm um, I, Today, my brain for coming up with good examples is gone. So we're, we're working with egg cups today. Um, in So they see a very cool egg, egg cup in one of your sponsored updates. They click on that, come through to the website, spend a surprisingly long time reading your product page about your egg cup and finally decide it's time to buy and place that order. As you can imagine, there are thousands of different permutations of these conversations going on every day between people you don't know and your business. Our aim with this this session today, marketing you can use to get the attention of your potential customers, is to increase the number of these conversations that are happening and improve the outcomes, i.e. get more known customers, people for whom we've got the email address and more sales. How we improve these outcomes is by doing more in these conversations to encourage the unknown customer to trust us. The sooner they trust us, the sooner they'll be willing to buy from us or give us their email. So the quicker we can bring them into becoming a known customer. So it will take fewer interactions, less of a a long-winded conversation to get them to the point we want to get them to. In the next episode, we're going to cover the role of the content on your website to increase that trust. And in the final episode, we'll be talking about the email sign up. So in this episode, we're going to focus on the trust that 
that we can build in the conversations themselves. Because as you can see from my rambling example above, the trust building starts a long way from your website. So a few little top tips here on how you can use the conversation to build up that trust. First off, be consistent and reliable. We don't want eight out of date ads. If you're, This is going out in February and if your Christmas ads are still up there, shame on you, get them down because it's eroding trust with customers. They're seeing that and they're thinking, well, if they're still promoting Christmas, they clearly don't know what they're talking about. Um, dead links, lack of consistent branding throughout things. Just look at what you're doing and think, does this really feel like it's coming from us? And is what I'm telling people true? It's fairly straightforward, but it's worth just keeping it front of mind. Secondly, um, some of the methods we're going to be talking about shortly are going to build trust in and of themselves. So an article about your business or a product featured in a national magazine will in itself build trust because the reader assumes that the magazine have checked you out and that they trust you. If the magazine didn't trust you, they wouldn't be putting your product or an article about you in the magazine. So therefore, they can trust you because the magazine that they trust trusts you. It's kind of a big, big circle of trust going on there. Thirdly, um, include trust marks in your attraction marketing where you can. So review scores, um, you see that on AdWords listings these days, you get the star scores right in there. Awards, security symbols, guarantees, customer quotes and testimonials. You can do that in your attraction marketing itself, in the content, in order to bring it into that conversation, all those interactions with you. So by the time they get to their website, your website even, as we'll talk about next time, um, they're already feeling like they trust you. We'll have um, some more blog content going live this quarter about how to build trust with your customers um, and you can find them via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash the customer. So I'm going to keep that trust section quite short today because I really want to focus on these three categories of marketing. So let's get into those marketing methods. Just how can you attract more potential unknown customers to converse with you? We're going to cover three categories of attraction marketing and then I'll go into how to work out what you should do. So the first one of these categories is shining a light on your business and it's finding ways to do exactly that. And this is as close as we're going to get to traditional above the line activity. It's the least trackable, but it needn't be the most expensive option. In fact, I think the majority of the items I'm going to, I'm going to be talking you through today, you can do for free, although they do tend to be quite time consuming. These marketing methods are all about making your business look great to as many people as possible. And doing that on platforms such as magazines, shows, shops, etc. that it's likely your customer might be interested in. I'll explain a bit more about that when I bring you an example in a couple of minutes. Common ways of shining a light are you might have a magazine article written about you, a newspaper article written about you, or in fact written by you and featured in the newspaper. You might be writing guest blogs for websites. You might be a guest on TV or be getting your products featured on a TV show, being a guest on radio or getting your products featured on radio, being a guest on a podcast. Um, obviously, you know if you want to be on the e-commerce master plan podcast, head over to the contact form and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Um, and also getting your products into key retailers. So wholesaling your product in order to build brand awareness. That's one which not a lot of people talk about, but it can be hugely powerful to build your business. Let me give you an example of someone who does this really well. Last year, I interviewed Bonnie of Miso Tasty, who I know I talk about a lot, but it's such a good case study. Um, she sells miso soup online. She's a master of this shining a light on your business method. 
Her soups are available in the higher-end UK supermarkets, so Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Ocado. They're also in key designer department stores, so Selfridges, Harvey Nichols. Those of you in the US think Barney's, think Nordstrom. Um, Plus, they're in Whole Foods Market in the UK, as well as several specialist food stores, both in the health area and the gourmet side of things. Now, no one goes into any of these locations looking for miso soup, but this strategy puts her products in front of customers who might be interested in miso soup in an environment where they're thinking about food. She's also a demon at PR, getting into several national newspapers and style food magazines here in the UK. Earlier, I said I'd explain a bit more about what I meant by putting your message on platforms that it's likely your customers might be interested in. Now, none of the platforms Bonnie's got onto are miso soup fan forums. So not everyone who goes into those shops or reads those publications will be interested in miso soup, but they're the right, broadly the right type of people are going to be going to those places. So therefore, she's going to get interest, she'll sell product, and those people will then want to come back and, um, and, and come to her website and buy direct from her. That's our first, so shining a light on your business. Our second category is about drilling into your customer's demographic profile a bit more. So put your business in front of people who are like your customers. We're going a lot more targeted than we were with the first section, the first first category. To do this, you therefore need to understand a bit more about your customer. Now, this doesn't need to be a massive six-month project involving mass data profiling and myriad customer forums. Of course, you can do that if you want to, but let's try to keep it simple and remember what we're actually looking for in terms of customer's demographic profile in order to be able to, to use this category of marketing. What we're looking for is to be able to put online adverts in front of the right type of people and identify niche websites and print publications that your customers are very likely to be consuming. So we're interested in knowing how old the customers are, where they are in the UK, what they are interested in, in terms of topics and interests, and what magazines, websites they go to for information about the thing you sell. Here's two really simple ways to get this customer demographic information that you want. First off, run a simple survey of your customers. There's lots of free tools you can use for this. You can use Google Docs, you can use... um, um, Survey Monkey. God, probably forgot that one then. Um, when you do that, make sure you include a question about what magazines, websites, newspapers your customers read. I highly recommend you brainstorm in the office a little list and add to that. So there's like a tick box with an other category. One, it makes the data more useful. And two, it's much easier to analyse. Much, much easier to analyse. Um, look. So the second simple way is to look at the uh, data profile of your page liker people on Facebook. There's a world of information on Facebook about the data profile of the people who are interacting with you there. So take a look at that and see what you can learn from that too. That's the absolute easiest way to go. In fact, Facebook ads, um, if your customers use Facebook, is one of the easiest ways easiest marketing methods you can use to target people who fit your customer demographic. And we can do that on Facebook using CRM remarketing. What that means is simply put, you upload a list of your customers to Facebook. Facebook will create a list of those people and then you create a lookalike list of that list. So a list of people who are similar to what Facebook knows about your customers. 
How easy is that? You just put ads in front of them about your business and you'll start to get them coming through and you'll, you'll be attracting those unknown potential customers straight through to you. Um, that is very simple and very cost effective. You can also do this with more complex programmatic remarketing methods, so that same theory. And Andrew Wilson of Allergy Best Buys, who was our first ever guest on the podcast, he talked about that in our interview. And um, this is nothing new. I mean, doing it in this way online is new, but the mail order industry in the UK has been using data cooperatives to mail catalogues to people like their customers for many, many years, many decades, in fact. So this really isn't a new concept. It's just a new way of doing it in the online world. And if you manage to identify some key publications, websites, podcasts, etc., then target them to try and either get them to write a piece about you, feature a product, or even have you as a guest. Or it could be a very simple advertising sponsorship deal to get your product consistently mentioned on their um, publication, website, podcast, etc. One of the common problems of a smaller business is making sure the people who want you can actually find you when they want you. So if someone's on the internet searching for your exact product, you need to make sure they can find you. And that's what our third category is all about, making sure they find you when they're looking for what you do. Um, Essentially, this is all about keyword advertising and Google shopping campaigns on AdWords. It's fairly straightforward. It's the simplest of the three categories we're talking about today. Um, And I did mention earlier, we're not talking SEO today, and that's partly because you just don't have control over it. Um, So we're going to focus on more the AdWords side in this section. So to get the attention of our unknown potential customers, we should definitely be using Google shopping campaigns and probably be using keywords to make sure that when they're searching for our exact product, for exactly what we do, they can find us. In fact, next week's podcast with Johnny Lomax of William May Jewelers discusses just this. So well worth listening in to that one when it's live on Monday evening. This category also stretches to listing some of your products on the marketplaces, Amazon, eBay, etc. If that's where people are most commonly searching for what you do. It's a bit like Bonnie putting her products into her miso soup products into the big supermarkets. Although in that in this case, they're actually actively searching for those products. So that's our three categories. Now, how do you work out where to start? Well, it may have occurred to you as we went through them that these three categories are a little bit like concentric circles getting ever closer to your website. Think of your website as the sun and each of those categories being a further away um, planet rotating or solar system rotating. Um, We started at the outside with the broadest targeting and least likely to get a visit to direct to your site, but you will be hitting the most people. That was the shining a light category. Then in the middle, we had the category of targeting your customer demographic. And then we finished up with the most likely to respond and respond in a positive way, buying or signing up to your emails. And that's the last section we've done all about the Google AdWords and the keywords. So making sure when they're looking for you, they find you. Now, because they're like concentric circles, they happen to work very well together. Think back to that conversation. It might start with a customer seeing one of your shining a light things. And then the next thing they come across is you guesting on a product niche podcast. And then when they're looking for their new egg cup, back to the egg cup, sorry, um, your site appears in the shopping results. So you want to consider doing all three. And they're very, three very different sets of tactics as well. So you, you probably aren't doing all of them at the moment. So the question is, where should you start? 
and have a little five step process for you on how to get started with this idea. So step one, do a little bit of an audit. Let's find out where we are right now. What skills and connections do you have in the team? Would any of these methods be very easy for you to have a go at? Because let's face it, we don't have to make it hard. Um, What are you already doing? Have you angled it in the right way? Is one of these tactics a subset of something you're already doing that you're focusing on existing customers and actually you could tweak it a bit in order to focus on the, um, the unknown potential customers as well? Is there stuff you've already got set up that with a little bit of tweaking could fulfill one of these categories or contribute to one of these categories rather than fulfill it, I think. Um, and also in your audit, score your existing activity out of five for each of the three categories. Five being we're doing everything we can and zero being we're not doing anything here at all and we're missing a trick. What those three little parts of your audit are going to do is give you a very simple view of where the opportunities are for you, where the easy starting points are. So start with the category you are doing your worst in and the marketing method that you have the most existing skills and availability in. If you're scoring low on all of it, start with the closest circle in those Google shopping campaigns. Step two, once you've decided what you want to do, we're going to, before we get started on anything new, let's at least take a look at what you've already got live and make sure that it's building as much trust as it could. Are those ads all accurate? Have you used your trust marks where you can? Guarantees, um, review scores, customer testimonials, etc. Step three, um, now we're going to get on with planning out what, how you're going to test that new activity, which bits are you going to do, when are you going to trial them, what, what do they need to do for it to be worthwhile, how much budget can you put behind them, who's going to be in charge of it, etc, etc. Step four, of course, is to put it live and test it. Keep, a, keep looking at it. So once you've been testing it, you're going to move on to step five fairly quickly, which is to optimise. And as you get each bit working, add in the next piece of what you outlined as your as your potential new marketing methods and of course and I say this every podcast keep optimizing optimizing never ends nothing is ever finished in this world of e-commerce you've got to just keep tweaking and improving as some of you will remember from our last bonus series I like to sum up with a quick to-do list check for you this time it's pretty simple To-do list item number one is to work through the five steps I just outlined. What a surprise. Um, To-do list item number two is to go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash bonus four and download the full transcript of this podcast as a handy reference guide to this episode. It's free and it's everything I've said today written in a PDF. Once you've signed up for this one, we'll also send you the transcripts for the other two bonus items in this series as they become available. So you only have to do that once and you'll get everything. Um, And then to-do list item number three is to remember that if you want to understand a bit more about the trust element, go over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash the customer to access those blog posts once they go live. This was the first in our series of three bonus episodes, customer attraction tips presented by presented and written, in fact, by me, um, Chloe Thomas of ecommercemasterplan.com. And we've done these this time in association with Shopify. And find out about the special Masterplan World 15% Shopify discount at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify. So thank you very much for listening and make sure you listen to the next in this series, which is going to be called Customer First Content Marketing. Have a great week, everyone, and keep optimising. 
Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.